Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. But I really just want to stop men asking when's International Men's Day on International <laughs> Women's Day. And if that happened, I would, I'd be absolutely happy with that. It's, and it's a tiny step, but I think it's, it's almost weirdly the key to almost everything that's happened in the last 10 years. <laughs> Movember presents In the Barber Chair, a podcast dedicated to bringing you real cuts and real conversations about men's health. I'm Matt Johnson and I'm your host. Movember wants men to take action to live happier, healthier, longer lives and they invest in prostate cancer, testicular cancer, mental health and suicide prevention. Hi, this is Movember's In The Barber Chair with Matt Johnson. Our guest today is the very funny, very talented Richard Herring. Richard, how are you, mate? I'm okay. Um, I, it's uh, day two of lockdown. I'm a second lockdown. I, it, it's not really affecting me yet. As, and my daughter is still at school. Uh, my son is allowed to go to nursery. And I live in the countryside. So it, I t- spend a lot of time at home anyway. So at the moment, it hasn't really felt like lockdown. Um, and yeah, I'm feeling okay. I've, um, I'm going to try and be healthy this time. That's the plan. <laughs> it was the plan last time, to be fair. But uh, I've given. I've stopped drinking. Have you really? Yeah. I, well, I stopped drinking all of last year as well, and then I started again because of partly because of lockdown. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but in lockdown, I try, I just started drinking a bit too much. So. And it's no, there's no way of running off. So I'm going to try and uh, try and eat healthily and look after myself. Just because I think, like, also, I, you know, the minute they said, "Oh, when you're slightly overweight, head, approaching middle age, you're in a bit more danger," I went, "Oh, maybe I should lose some weight," and then just carry on eating biscuits. So I think this time, <laughs> this time, I might, I might go. Okay, well, let's just try and get a little bit slimmer, just in to offset the chances of something nasty happening. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the same kind of approach that I've had all year. It started <laughs> off really well. Yeah. And then I found some really good breakfast wines. <laughs> Just <laughs> some of the best. <laughs> then I ended up in France for a week. And wow. then it all, it all went to shit then. Yeah. Do you know when you have your step count on your phone? Yeah. I, I didn't hit 600 one day. I just... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty much from the bedroom to the pool to the barbecue and to the fridge and back. That's it. That's all. 
on his own idea. <laughs> but you know, you go through these things in life to realize what's important to you and how I to guess. navigate a certain crisis. And I think you know, now in this second lockdown, I think maybe we're all, we've learned from the first one. Maybe, and we'll see. And I think, you know, we kind of knew it was going to come, even though you kind of hope it was just the dread of it coming was worse than it coming, I think. It's just like, oh no, I can't face there being another one. Yeah. And then actually, it'll be okay. I've, you know, it's been a, there's, there's been lots of positives for me. And I, because I do a lot of work from home anyway, I've just been doing more st- inventive stuff. It's been, you know, in terms of work, it's been actually quite good for me. But I'm lucky that I do a lot of online stuff anyway. So it's, uh, I was going to ask, did you, did, did you have to diversify? Is that, well, I was already diversifying what you could do. I was already doing quite a lot of weird stuff that probably works better in lockdown, like playing myself at snooker and making people watch that. And uh, clearing, I clear stones off a field near my house and do a podcast about that. And then in lockdown, that seems like normal behaviour, whereas I've been doing it, I've been doing the snooker one for about a decade, I've been doing the stone one for about two years. So it sort of almost found its... And the snooker ended up being in a TV show uh, where they did comics at home. So I ended up actually getting the snooker televised, which is much to the annoyance of my wife who hates me in that podcast. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so I actually got paid for playing myself at snooker. So I'm the world's only professional self-playing snookerist. That's um, incredible. The yeah. world's best. Uh, well, at the moment, it's pretty. It's it's actually it's me one versus me two, and currently they are. It, it's very evenly matched, and it's something like fifty four all at the moment. Oh, congratulations yeah. to you Thank both. You. Yeah, so this is exciting. Me two is ahead, but me one stormed back. There've been some. I've started filming. I used to do it just as an audio, and since I've started filming it. It's uh, been some very, very exciting. I'm getting a bit too good at snooker. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> what I've liked this year is that a lot of people who ha- had jobs that nans couldn't understand are sitting there thinking, do you know what? I'm living my best life now. <laughs> and and I had to be releasing a book during this time, it's yeah. quite... It's, it, it, how has it been for you? Because I know part part of the the bother with with releasing uh, a book is all the press, all the travel, all the promotion for it. But I suppose that's out of the window now. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I've I've, re- I've really enjoyed doing PR this year for various things because you can, you know, usually it's um, I live like twenty miles from London. Usually it's can you drive into London or get the train into London and we'll do one and then come home and then go and do another one. And it doesn't matter if you're at home. You know, I can literally just crawl out of bed, come up here and to my attic where I've got everything set up and do, do two or three interviews and then I'm you know still at home. So it saves a lot of time. I think once we're back to normal, I think a lot of that sort of stuff's going to stay online, which I think is good because it's saving travel, it's saving you know the planet a little bit if we, uh, if we do it all remotely. So that's all been fine. Uh, I wrote the book during the first lockdown. So you know it was really hard to actually concentrate. I found it very difficult to get into the headspace to do it. But And I was about... It had already been commissioned and everything, so I was I was knew I was going to be doing it, but it came in about a month late, I think, in the end. But they were very cool about it. Um, and then I predict in the book that you'll be reading the book during the second lockdown, even though I finished it in June. <laughs> and uh, it came out on the day of the, the, second day lo- of. the second lockdown began. So I look like an absolute genius of uh, <laughs> predicting the future. Uh, Is there but... anything else you can help us out with? <laughs> you know, I can stick a bet on. I mean, you know, a cure for, if I could, if I'm that good, I should get a cure. Uh, 2-1 Spurs, that's my, that's what I always predict. And it, it sometimes comes true. <laughs> so Not if I every bounce. now and then. Yeah. Every now and then. They're playing themselves. <laughs> it's 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 a fascinating read. And I've got oh, thank it right you. here. It is actually very, very interesting. I think the entire world of social media and that kind of response and 
idiotic response that you you do get. And I and I've actually um, been a part of this discussion, uh, the discussion of um, International Women's Day. And yeah. The the amount of people. Um, Jumping onto that on the day, saying well, it was International Men's Day, and obviously it's it's November the nineteenth, and it's if every single year I've seen it, and it always riles me. It always yeah. it's something that really gets me. It because it's 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 to, you can relate to to a lot of things that this this scenario with people jumping on a bandwagon just to kind of make their voices heard. Now you've been getting annoyed with it for a decade, haven't you? Yeah, pretty much. I think I can't quite work out when when was exactly the first year I did it. Um, but yeah, just like you and like a few other people, I noticed people would, a lot of, you know, people were tweeting this same thing. And then, you know, it was just this sarcastic when's International Men's Day. Like, a, it's on International Women's Day, it seems rude. Uh, and yeah. B, but mainly, you know, there is an International Men's Day. So it's this, it's just, for me, to begin with, it was just the fun of pointing out someone's utter stupidity that they would think they were, think they were being original, which they're not being because thousands of people are doing it if you search for it. But also not even thinking, oh, I've come up with a good thing to tweet. Um, should I just should I just Google it just to check there isn't an International Men's Day? Um, and so there is one. And so you just you know it's just a perfect joke because you know someone tweets something, you tweet them back, and then they have to go oh or delete it or apologise, which they won't do, or say thank you, which you know happens about one in a million times. <laughs> uh, so they're not, and, and of course nobody wants to know when International Men's Day is. They're all trying to make the point that because the political correctness gone mad, we wouldn't be allowed to celebrate being a man, despite the world being pretty much celebratory of men. You know, I understand where they're coming from. I understand they think they're being oppressed and they think that the world's changed so much that now men are the, are the, are the, are the persecuted species. But it doesn't hold water if you look at any of the facts. And also there is an International Men's Day. So you, if you want to celebrate it, you can. None of these men... Uh, interested in celebrating the thing that they worry so much. <laughs> so you tell them where it is, they don't, what, I go, what are you going to do? No art response. Uh, last year or the year before, I then did a, I did the whole thing, but I also did a scheduled tweet to every single person say, who'd ask saying, it's today, what are you doing? What's, what are you going to do? What, what, have you, what have you got planned? And of course, nobody responded because they, they're not interested. So it's a, it's a question, you know, it's just this little niggling thing where they're trying to be niggling. They make themselves look foolish. And and I think when I started in 2010, 2011, or whenever it was, that those sort of people seemed like ridiculous. They seemed like, oh, these are just a fringe of, of foolish uh, men who don't understand the way the world is. Usually men, uh, but over the decade, that that sort of idiocy has become almost the you know the default position to the extent we see. You know the politicians that are getting in and hopefully getting out, and uh, <laughs> we keep an eye on the clock. An eye, and we see, you know, and we see, uh, it, you know, it changes from this when's International Men's Day to when's White History Month, and what about all lives matter and white lives matter, and it's just a, it's just people misunderstanding so much, and I think generally men and men who make the rest of us look bad. They make International Men's Day, they, they actually devalue International Men's Day because it makes it look like a knee-jerk reaction, which I always thought it was. It isn't. It, International Men's Day wasn't really set up as a, a, as a reaction to International Women's Day. It was set up to celebrate men, which is not a bad thing to do, right? And I think for one day a year, good idea. Let's do it, but let's fucking do it. <laughs> let's actually do it. Let's not just moan about it on International Women's Day. And it's as if men arguing as if, 
the media is somehow biased against men, that somehow women, despite being you know, 25% of the media, have managed to dominate the media so much <laughs> that they're able to control the agenda. They go, well, why, why is it not... Sp- why is it not celebrated as much? And the reason it's not celebrated as much is because of you, because you're making it look like a knee-jerk thing that's just this horrible, bitter response from someone who has a problem with women, and that's what it's about. Uh, and I think, you know, really interesting writing the book because I've obviously thought about this a lot over the 10 years, um, but when I actually sat down to collate it all and with everything that was going on with COVID and Black Lives Matter and... Um, it just sort of all seemed to kind of slot into place. And I sort of thought there is more, there's more to this than I realised. Uh, there's more to International Men's Day than I realised. I think I've, you know, I think to an extent uh, I've been maybe a little bit unfair as well. And people have, I've been criticised all the time. I've been doing it by minorities of people on the fringes, but most people seem to get it and like it and know what it was, what I was doing. But some women felt I was making International Women's Day about myself. Some men thought I was... Uh, knocking International Men's Day or, or not caring about men's mental health and stuff, which I do care about. Uh, and so like to be able to sit down and actually think about it and collate it and form an argument, I actually, a lot of the things occurred to me as I was writing the book. So, you know, I worked my way through and then you go, oh, you know, Movember actually was a big one. It was like suddenly going, oh, it never struck me. You know, there's Movember. That's a whole month. Men have a whole month to do this stuff. And men mm. get involved with Movember because it's not, it doesn't have the same, uh, it doesn't feel like, oh, we're, we're reacting to something. We're, it doesn't, feel, and it isn't. It doesn't feel because it isn't, it isn't a sexist thing. It's an, it's an attempt to raise money for male charities that women are uh, uh, welcome to get involved in as well, which is obviously important. But it's a month long. <laughs> I never said to any of these guys, yeah, but we, we don't have, no, no one celebrates International Men's Day, but we celebrate November for a month. Don't let the women know we have a whole month. They'll be, they'll be furious when they find about that. So, you know, it's, it was these little things I realised as I was going and, and to think about why it is that men are like that and what's motivating them to be like that and, that, and, that, and what's going on inside them, which I've always been fascinated with trolls on the internet anyway is... You know, as a comedian. Do you think that's what it is then? Is just an element of trolling and being contrary? I think there is. I think it is that contrariness. I think it is. Well, it's the, it's the feeling that uh, feminism or equi- the quest for equality or somehow is threatening them personally, I think. I think it feels like a threat. I think they worry that women are trying to become dominant, which is, is not the point of feminism. But also, it's this weird thing where I, don't, I, I think it, it's, it's difficult for men to accept that a lot of the world's problems come from men, and a lot of and men are the victims of a lot of it. Okay, most men are the victims of the of the patriarchy as much as a lot of women are. Um, in that we're sent to war, we're the going down the mine, you know, historically at least, uh, and uh, you know, and we're 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 going to prison more than women are. We're we're suffering in mental ways in different ways than women are, um, and it's not women's fault for that. And so to. It's easy to blame, you know, it's easy to pick on a scapegoat and go for women or for immigrants or whatever. But actually, if you sit back and think about it, it's it's about something bigger. And and men are weirdly buying into a system that I think for the vast majority of us makes our lives a lot less happy. And I think we can, you know, equality is about equality. If women get equality, men get equality as well. So the yeah. idea of being the, the idea of arguing that you're wanting equality whilst arguing against someone who also wants equality is a kind of insanity. <laughs> and um, and you know, I think it's just it's just a little mental shift 
that we men have to make. And it's not up to women to do this. It's up to men to make. And I think it's up to men just to nudge other men in the right direction when we see something. You know, if you, you would often just ignore someone making a mildly sexist comment. You would ignore someone saying, when's International Men's Day? And you might laugh along and go, ah. But actually go, just take them aside and go, look, this, there is one. And let's, if you want it, if you're bothered, let's do something about it. But you're making the rest of us look bad. Uh, and mm. I think, uh, you know, I think men, we need to be able to, I'm lucky and you're lucky as well. We work in a medium where we talk and discuss things and I'm very honest in my work and I, you know, I admit my failings. And this is not a book by someone who's going, I'm a brilliant feminist and I've lived a perfect life and I've never done anything wrong. I've done lots of things wrong. I've been an idiot my whole life. It's taken me till I was 40 till I met my wife and and even began to get my life in order. Uh, and, you know, I've done lots of... I'm not a PC comedian. I do I, I do jokes that I think are funny. Um, it's not that I'm particularly un-PC, but, you know, I, well, I did a show about growing a Hitler moustache, which is... which. Goes into, but I don't think many people do that in November. But I grew a toothbrush mustache. To, He's ruined it for everyone. <laughs> yeah, so Hitler ruined it. So I was trying to get it back for Chaplin, but also just trying to work out why that that is associated with Hitler and evil, and why you can't do it. Um, so you know, I'm not a PC comedian. So I think that's I think that's a good thing. I'm aware of my flaws, but we're allowed. You know, we we discuss and we chat about stuff as in our jobs. Yeah, and most men have been told from childhood not to talk about your feelings, not to cry, that men are meant to behave in a certain mm-hmm. way. And I think that's where a lot of our problems are coming from. And, and you know, men are good. There's loads of good men. And there's yeah. loads of men who grow up to be well, good men. The, and the thing is, I, I see every single day, and I've been a part of this issue as well, whenever I have a bad mood or wherever I'm uh, feeling down or in a shit mood because I, I've drunk too much or done something, I usually let rip on social media or I, I bite yeah. and stuff and I get I get tangled into this stuff. So I can I can see in a, in a compassionate way how people can be online and be angry. And yeah, yeah. And well, yeah, are, I've seen a lot of it. And, you know, you've got this anonymity. And look, as a comedian, I've, you know, I've got, I don't get a lot of uh, flack on um, social media. I do a little bit when doing stuff like this. And it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to deal with. But you also think, why, you know, when someone's hunted you down to personally go, I don't like you because of this, you could take it personally. I mean, I, you've got as a comedian or a person, you go, well, look, not, not everyone's going to like what I'm doing. It doesn't matter if one person doesn't like me anyway. It takes a little while to get to that realization, but it's actually, I'm not doing my stuff for everyone. So, you know, it's one person be telling me that doesn't like it doesn't matter as long as I'm going in front of an audience of people who are laughing. But also, what is making you do that, right? What's making you go to a person to tell them you don't like what they're doing? There's a negative thing inside you that's making, is saying, I'm hurting, I want to make someone else hurt. This guy's annoyed me for some reason. Maybe he's touched on something that's personal to me and has made me think about stuff. Uh, maybe that, or maybe I just don't like him and I just want to get some little bitter bit of me out. Mm. And, it, and that's when you, I think when you have empathy and sympathy for that person. And often, you know, sometimes I would reply and be harsh back or sometimes I'd quote, tweet and make people look foolish. And I do sometimes do that. I sometimes get angry with someone if they're particularly unpleasant. But I found if you reach out and go, hey, look, man, it's fine. You know, look, uh, what, what's, what's, what, I'm interested in why you're doing this. I, you know, I don't mind you don't like me. What's going on? And then sometimes people will, will refuse to um, acknowledge their, you know, if you say, what's making you do this? What, let's have a think, you know, you're very incisive about me. 
let's turn that incisive. <laughs> yeah. Let's have a look at you. Why are you doing this? Some people will run a mile and not talk about it, but some people will think about it. And if you're reasonable and talk back, people will sometimes go, yeah, okay, look, I was a bit high. You know, you'll get a drunk person tweeting in the middle of the night and go, when you sober up, let's go get back in touch and let's have a chat about what you I, said. <laughs> I agree with you. I, 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 and I'm exactly the same in, in different areas, maybe not as aggressive, but it's very difficult for me to change my mind. Yeah. When I've said something, if somebody, A, if they correct me, don't like that, that's something, that's the, yeah. that's my brain is programmed to go, no, no. That's, but it that's is programmed. It is programmed. As a man, we have been programmed to be that. To, to, and that, you know, Donald Trump is the archetypal zenith example of that. He cannot be wrong. He cannot be not the best. He ha Even if he's just, he has to, you know, absolutely lie and there's evidence in front of him and someone's given the evidence, he will still insist because he can't be wrong. And that's, as men, we've been... I, and I don't think it's innate, okay? Mm. I, think it's, I think it's something we're taught and it's something that... The idea of losing face, the idea of showing weakness, uh, you know, there might be some, you know, evolutionary element in that, in that, you know, you've got to be... You've got to be mildly protective or whatever, but it's that we can be wrong. It's actually freeing if you admit you're wrong, you know. The, mm. What I've really found with my comedy, the things that I were most nervous to talk about or the most embarrassed about to talk about were absolutely the most freeing things to talk about because immediately you get this re reaction people. We're all the same, you know. We all make mistakes. We're all weak. We all, <laughs> we all get drunk sometimes. We all have sex with the wrong person sometimes. It's, you know, it's... That's humanity. It's not even male or female, it's humanity. And so to be able to talk about it and just let it out, otherwise it festers inside you and you worry about it. And I, and I guess men are scared, right? Men are scared. The world's changing. People are getting called out for things. Men are thinking, well, you know, what's in my past? What have I, have I done that? Is that, you know, well, there was that time at that office party where I touched that girl's bum. Am I going to get sent to prison? You know, so it's, it's, it's scary for men, but it doesn't have to be scary because we're trying to you know, trying to create a world where things are more equal isn't a bad thing. Yeah. If, you're if you're confident you're a, a, a talented person, it doesn't matter. You know, it's good to have more competition. The only people who should be scared of equality are the people who aren't, uh, who are getting, <laughs> getting by. <laughs> and that's why, and I think those might be the people who are most, most scared of it, the people who know, oh, actually, I've, you know, I've been, I've been lucky. I've got away with this. And look, I'm a oh. comedian and I've, you know, it's so difficult. And, uh, you know, you feel like you're getting away with it every day. So I completely understand. I completely understand that as well. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, 
and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, it's that mind, like you say, is that mindset just being stuck in that way. And I've been there too. Is that fear of uh, failure, fear of rejection and judgment. I think that's a big thing yeah. uh, with lots of men. It's judgment because you're being vulnerable and you yeah. hit the nail on the head with the, that type of human being like a Donald Trump. And, and there's, you know, there's elements in everybody like that. And it's ego. Is full ego yeah. in display and you can't be wrong. You ha- can't be vulnerable. You cannot be seen to be weak because you, of your own interpretation of what the judgment would be. And that's yeah, yeah. scary. That's it really is. scary. Yeah. And I'm competitive. I hate to lose. I'm competitive in games. If you watch me on Taskmaster on Channel 4 at the moment, I'm, very, I'm a very competitive person. It hurts me if I lose. It annoys me that it hurts me if I lose. I still, you know, it's usually in games and it's usually a thing I can shake off. It's not so much in life. I think I'm better... In life, but yeah, it's you know, it, it's still you've been conditioned to to go that way. And what's interesting when you allow you show your vulnerability, and men are taught like I think for, you know we're just taught all the wrong things. And in terms of like a lot of these guys are the you know this this a lot of the the really nasty uh, right wing stuff is you know guys who are frustrated about sex and things like this and thinking women won't ever have sex with them or they want to have sex with supermodels and the supermodels aren't going to have sex with them and actually they're taught completely the wrong thing they're kind of made to believe women are a different species that women aren't interested in having sex that women have to be persuaded or cajoled into having sex and actually by showing vulnerability by being a human being you'll be more attractive to women um, by being honest, you'll be more attracted to women. And that includes just saying, look, I'm not ready to, to have a relationship. You know, I would, if you're interested in just hanging out, that would be great. And, you know, and, and that's the thing. I think I realized that in my mid-30s, um, my whole life improved because I suddenly realized, oh, look, if I'm in a, you know, I'm single and want to be single, the people I'm dating, if I just say, look, I'm not looking for anything serious now, if they go, oh, well, I am, you go, oh, well, okay, well, that's not going to work out. And if they go, nor am I, then you, that's cool. And then you see how things go. But it took me till I was 35 to realise that. scary, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it is, but it's, you know, it's honesty and vulnerability are actually weapons in your favour as a man. And that's the weird thing. Like, if you, if you show your vulnerability, it doesn't make you weak. It makes you strong. And if you do it in the right, you know, not, I mean, I'm not, I was going to say not if you're crying or about everything all the time. I mean, that's what, that's what I sort of think the International Men's Day thing is a bit like a, you know, men are acting like babies. They're going, when's it my, you know, why is it not my birthday today? Why is it your birthday today? It's that babyish thing, which I talk about being six years old and getting upset about not winning past the past at someone else's birthday. And <laughs> that's what International Men, doing that on International Women's Day is the same as that. You look like a baby, you make men look like babies. A lot of us are babies, but we have to try and not be babies. <laughs> and so it's this weird, it's this weird... It's this, you know, it's this weird uh, juxtaposition of men wanting to be all macho, but then, you know, and Trump again is exactly, isn't it? It's toys out the pram the minute mm-hmm. you don't get your way. He's a little toddler. Uh, yeah, he's trying to posture like, oh, I'm all muscle, look at me, I'm a big... And, and you know, there's, there's a middle ground. You don't have to be either of those things. And that's, you know, in a way I think, okay, look, those guys asking when's International <laughs> Men's Day and getting upset about not having a Google doodle for International Men's Day 
they're at least expressing themselves. I kind of feel like, okay, look, maybe I was too harsh because they're having a go at expressing yeah, was that what... a fear of yours yeah, when so, you, well, you, you put it all together that I, men I, would gang up on you and say, stop telling us what we should do? Um, not really. I just, because I think it was so clearly, um, it was so clearly picking on, you know, I think what happened was some feminists and some meninists interpreted it in the way they wanted to do The vast majority of people got it. It's about pointing out someone's stupidity, but also the ultimate joke is that I then set myself the task of trying to tell everyone and that's impossible. And so I'm actually, the joke's on me because what I'm doing is not possible. So like that's why it went on for so many years. He's still there, frozen, he's still going. Yeah, he's frozen, you're right. Still here. Uh, so it's going on for so many years and I'm never going to do it. And so, you know, and I end up having this horrible day where I'm trying to get to everyone. So there's several jokes in there, but ultimately the joke's on me. Occasionally men have got nasty, occasionally, and women, have, you know, and women have not liked me making the day about myself. I explain all this in the book and talk it through. I have some sympathy with both those things. So I don't, I wasn't really trying to, I wasn't certain, I certainly wasn't trying to knock anyone trying to do good stuff for male mental health or, or, male, or, <laughs> or testicular cancer, uh, which is why I'm very happy to support Movember and, uh, and uh, charities like Calm, which I have done all through these years. Um, I think those things are very important. But it, only coming to write the book, I thought, look, is it, you know, in a way, aren't these, even if these guys are wrong, and even these guys are, are aiming their feelings in the wrong direction, they are just trying to express themselves and they are just showing their own vulnerability. They're worried about something. And so, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm stopping doing the International Women's Day thing for lots of reasons, mainly for my own mental health, because it was <laughs> genuinely was it's very... A lot of time. Up, well, it's a lot of time. It was very upsetting. It was, and, and there, were, there would be occasional threats. Um, right. and, and, a few, and sometimes those started being directed towards my family. And then I kind of thought that this, it's not worth that even for... Uh, you know, for this, which is just a silly fun joke. Even though I started, I started raising money for refuge, which was great. I think if that hadn't happened, then I probably would have stopped earlier. Um, but, you know, we started raising huge amounts of money for refuge, which was a, a, just a massively unexpected uh, bonus from it. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, you've got, you nobody's perfect and no one's doing everything right. And I, I understood what I was doing. I think most people understood what I was doing, but it's still worth questioning yourself on everything, which I think the book... Does I think the book takes you through my entire motivations for it. Yeah. People say it's for PR. You're doing this to publicize something, and it was never that. It was I just thought it was funny, and then I just thought it was funny that I'd set myself this trap that I'd fallen into. It's and, also a really interesting way to start a conversation about this topic yeah. and, and and men and and reactions and and contrariness and yeah. and everything it raises because it's it needs to be talked about it does but again i don't think i would have my editor the, the rihanna who got in touch with me about this and my initial editor um it was sort of her she said look i think there's something in this and you could take this on to other things and i was going, I was going well you know i've stopped doing this i don't know if i want to put myself through the whole thing of writing a book and getting it all again uh, and you know and it and i also felt i always was very conscious right on the day i would sometimes be asked to go and do things or talk on be interviewed about it and i would always turn it down because i didn't want to i actually didn't want to make international women's day about myself and i would say can you talk to someone from refuge or can you talk to someone from thing i don't want to have an interview about it so i felt so my reticence to begin with was if i write a book about it everyone's going to think Oh, you only did it so you can write a book about it, and then, you know, and then it's all about you, Richard. And so I was actually very reticent about doing that, but that she really talked me around, and it was her whole 
look, this can go on to be, this isn't just about this, it's about why are men the way they are? And she kind of recognised in me, I think from a couple of things I'd written, I could write that sensitively, that it wouldn't just be, men are all terrible or men are all brilliant. It would be, let's, let's balance it up. Let's try and work out why, why those men are, are asking that question. Let's try and work out if there's a way we can move things forward. And, you know, the ultimate goal of the book is very minor. I think we've taken a lot of, a lot of stuff around it and that I hope people will think about but I really just want to stop men asking when's International Men's Day on International <laughs> Women's Day. And if that happened, I would, I'd be absolutely happy with that. It's, and it's a tiny step, but I think it's, it's almost weirdly the key to almost everything that's happened in the last 10 years. <laughs> and if, we could, if you could stop that, if we could have stopped it 10 years ago, I don't think the world would be the same place. But just not just that question, but the reason that people, that men are angry and the reason that men are annoyed enough to to do this and the reason that they're they're spouting this stuff out is it's obviously a bigger issue it's a small book and i don't get like into the huge depths of why that is but i think you know i think we i think it does enough in this book to make you think about it and also have the arguments i think you need to to take you through if you need to if you have a discussion about this with someone i think the stuff in this book will help you express those a few people have said that it would it, it sort of expresses what you feel but ne- didn't necessarily know how to express <laughs> and it took me a while to do it myself because I you know I knew what I felt and I knew why I was doing it but I, I had to you know it was I was, yeah, was going to ask you about that that's it's a hard thing to do yeah well it's hard it's hard it was harder doing a short book but I'm glad it was a short book because I think I was really forced to find the exact thing I wanted to say and you know you're covering big subjects and I wanted to cover even bigger subjects and I kind of thought that I sort of can't because you know, I need to keep this, uh, you know, really, mm. really thought out. But yeah, there was, uh, you know, throughout I was writing it just basically March, April, May in lockdown, and it was hard, and I was coming to a halt and going, "This isn't it," and you know, just managing to kind of squeeze the early chapters out, and then just you know, over time, it just sort of started coagulating. But I thought about it a lot, and and I really, and I had to think about the those exact things, those. You know the the dichotomies within what I was thinking and the contradictions of what I was thinking, which you know the main one is uh, why am I criticizing men for making International Men's Day and Women's Day about themselves when I spend all day answering this one question? And that is a that's there's a dichotomy in that, and there's a there's a you know there's an irony in that. But I I can justify it, but whilst acknowledging yes, I can't really mass you know I can't like a hundred percent go. Don't make international women's day about men, <laughs> but, but I'm trying, you know. But, but what I'm doing was trying to stop that happening, and and you know, and and my reasons for that are good, I think, and I'm I'm pleased with it. So it was good to be forced to think about it. It was good to be first forced to work out all those little steps that lead to the conclusion. I think it does flow as this uh, this book that that feels like a light-hearted book has light-hearted light-hearted moments in it. Mm. It's a lot about how stupid it is to be worried about anything, having a day when everything has a day and there's lots of stuff just about how many things have days and how meaningless <laughs> it is to have an international day because everything has an international day. But then you just, <laughs> it sort of takes you by the hand and pulls you through all this and then suddenly you're thinking about white lives matter and, uh, <laughs> and why people are saying that and you're thinking about why people are pulling statues down, why people are getting annoyed about statues and everything else. So, it, you know, it is, it's interesting how something so small can, can represent a lot of the stuff that's going on now. Mm. And, you know, and I don't have the answers to it. I think we're going to, 
go through more turbulence and a period of more difficulty as the old order and the, the old way of doing things and the new way of doing things. I hope there'll be a new way of doing things. It's always going to create friction as we as we push through. But I genuinely think, I, li- I like men, you know, and I'm a man because <laughs> I am one. And I like men. Uh, I like I like women too. Uh, but, uh, and I sort of prefer women. But I like men and I think most men are good. And I think most men um, do the best they can. And, you know, I think we do need to have more positive male role models. We do need to, like, big up the men who are doing well. And, mm-hmm. and that includes the men who've done badly and have repented. Because, you know, I, I, I'm not into that whole, like, cancelling. I'm not into that. You've made a mistake in your life. That's it. It's over. Because that's no way to live your life. That's no way to, you know, get progress. If someone changes their mind, you know, if that's what you want. It's weird. You sometimes get, I've even had it with this, you know, people going, oh, you used to do this joke about this. And you know, they're often taken out of context. You did this joke about women. And I'll say, yeah, I did. I'm doing the book. I talk about it in the book. Uh, so how can you do this? It's you're a hypocrite, and you kind of go, well, what do you want? Do you want me to carry on doing the jokes that you don't like, or do you want me to move on? You know, surely what we want is everyone to move on, and it's kind of weird to, I mean, some things in the past, you know, should be investigated, but no, but we don't we don't need to go into we don't need to go into every a tiny tiny thing and make people feel bad for changing their minds because we want if you want to change minds if you want equality you've got to change minds. So everyone who yeah. changed their mind is a is a step forward. And I and you know what I realized I think most with this book is that men are their own worst enemy. That we need to we need to sort ourselves out for our own good, which is you know I think again what very much at the heart of Movember. Mm-hmm. I think I think all the mental health stuff, you know, and you this year more than ever you feel it yeah. because that the all the stuff we've had to go through this year. If you have any mental health problems or any anxiety or any depression. Uh, we've all experienced it in deeper to deeper this year than we ever have. So it's more important now. But you, most of us will have experienced that. You know, I've got depression and I don't think it, I wouldn't put it on any level of like, it's like a huge issue. I wouldn't like compare myself to other people. Or if I compare to them, I'd say I'm, you know, on the very much on the low end. But we, because we all get depressed, we all wake up in the middle of the night sometimes, you know, scared and afraid and having lost touch with reality a little bit mm-hmm. from our through our dreams and uh we all we we can all address it we don't have to be we don't have to be ashamed we don't have to be embarrassed about that that's a human thing so the stuff that Movember's doing about that and, and of course all the all the male health stuff that um again we don't we don't discuss well, out it, of embarrassment it does it does come from a place of uh, men's health if you if if yeah. if a if a human man gave a damn about themselves and uh, implemented an element of self-care and looked at what they wanted, who they are, uh, and moved through their lives um, in touch with what they need to make them feel better about their, their situations and environments. I genuinely believe there will would be less people arguing online. There would yeah. be people just leaving it there or not looking for fights online or whether it's in the streets, etc. And it yeah. all starts from a place of self-worth. And yeah. if we can, you know, raise awareness for that in the best possible way, it's it's the most important thing. Yeah, and it's working out what self-worth is. And I mm. guess 
a lot of men are still judging their male self-worth by something from 50 or 60 years ago. Yes. Um, and the world has moved on and that, that's, that isn't the way to, you know, and it wasn't always right. It wasn't always wrong either. But the world's moved on and being a man means a different thing now. And it always will. So this, you know, I talk about it in the book, this idea of going back to cavemen and saying we're essentially we're cavemen, so that's why we behave like we do. It's bullshit. No one knows what cavemen and women did and who, who did what jobs. <laughs> but, you know, we're not cavemen anymore. You know, we're not animals anymore. We've changed. We have, we, you know, we have different sensibilities. And, and the world's changing quicker than it ever did. And that's confusing. Uh, but we mm. need to adapt to that. But also... You know, it's I can't see it being anything other than positive if we if if men realize that, you know, they don't have to bottle things up, they don't have to be strong and silent. They can be strong, they can be great, you know, we want people to be great dads, we want people to be present dads, we want people to care about each other, <laughs> we want people to protect, we want men to protect people who are weaker than them if they can, if that's their skill set. That's not my skill set, but I will give it a go if it, if I'm ever called upon. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, to, it's, to, it's to find your personal worth and that is not defined by your sex or your gender. That is defined by the things that, that you're good at, the things that you're interested in. Mm. And you can be whoever you want to be. You know, you don't have to conform to society's idea of what a man or a woman is and, and yeah, I think, as we mentioned earlier, conditioning. We don't have yeah, to conform to our yeah. environmental conditionings from when, when we are children, looking up to WWF superstars and movie stars, sure. badasses. We're not always going to be these people. And if you're more in touch with who you are as a human being and don't try so hard to live within that bracket of what you think is success or reality, yeah. I mean, we could just give ourselves a bit of a break. Yeah, and, and be more, and, and be more, be happier, be more attractive to whoever you want to be attractive yeah. to. You know, it's not yeah. people aren't. You know, you can say, "Oh, people love bad boys," and people love want to be treated mean. It's not true. You know, people want to be ultimately people want to be with someone <laughs> yeah. who's who's sensitive and empathetic and in touch with themselves and sorted out, right? So, like, and that's what you know. I was I wasn't ready to be in a serious relationship until I met my wife. Uh, because I wasn't personally sorted out. You know, I wasn't in the right frame of mind. I wasn't the right person. I don't think and anybody th ever is, really. No, well, they're not completely, but I was more in that place. And I, then I really, you know, you realise what's important and what your motivation should be and where you should be. And, you know, and mm. you, you're you happy with yourself. And I think until you're happy with yourself, you're not going to be happy with anyone else. Oh, totally. And, so and, you, it, you, and it takes you, time, like you say. You've got to yeah, learn by your mistakes. And it takes your yeah. entire 20s is basically that. And yeah. 30s, in my, from my perspective. Well, definitely for me, yeah. 20s and 30s. You know, and I was yeah. a slow start. I was very immature. And I was, you know, and I was... You know, I, I, it took me a long time to kind of get anywhere near being, and I'm still an immature, to be fair. But I, but I was, you know, I wasn't ready to be in the adult world, uh, and uh, you know, it took me a long, long time. Uh, and you don't, but you, you know, you can still stay true to whoever you are. Being mature and immature is still, you know, it's, you find your own balance of that. But it's, I guess, it's just it is it's absolute experience, and we have to stop being mm. so harsh on each other for for the mistakes we make. You know, uh, and I think that I, I think that's. I, I see it on a daily basis on Instagram. I shouldn't be on there, but all I see is do this by the time you're 30, have two houses by 35, have this type of life and wife yeah. and all that type of stuff. And it's just incredibly draining. Because, it is. And, I mean, you know, and it's not, and again, in my career, right, my, when I was 20, I, you know, being the most famous comedian in the world was like all I wanted, you know, or at least big TV shows, everyone knew I was, all that sort of stuff. And, 
you know, life doesn't work out that way and things were going quite well, but then things didn't go as well. And I had to learn to understand, you know, to cope with that. But actually it's led me to places that are much more interesting. I, I would, it would be the last thing I would, what I would want now is to be like super famous. I love where I've got <laughs> by accident. It wasn't where I was aiming and I've, I've ended up somewhere that is, I'm much happier with. But, but, you know, but you are, again, you're just conditioned to think, oh, I should behave in this way or I need to be successful, I need to do this. But actually mm. your failures will define you, your failures will help you. I mean, they won't define you, but they will help you, um, you know, move on and, and define who you are and you'll become stronger through your failures. We all make mistakes, we all fuck up, we all have disappointments. And it's learning, I suppose, I guess that's what makes you an adult or a man is is learning to cope with life when it when it throws a curveball at you and and things go wrong. Um, you know, acquiring tools to help you through situations is yeah. one of the biggest things I've done in the last 10 years. It's, right. you know, yeah. I went through a difficult time 10 years uh, with depression and sure. uh, there was a suicide attempt and I had no oh, tools to deal with life at that time. And looking yeah. back at it now, when that depression kind of creeps up, yeah. I mean, I've got a shitload of stuff I can do that I, I've been lucky enough to obtain over the last 10 years. And, 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 and I feel bad that people just don't have that experience and life experience to kind of yeah. just go into that treasure trove of mental health tools and go, do you know what, I'm having a shit day, but I'm going to call this person, I'm going to go for sure. a walk, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get me out of this situation. Yeah, and that's absolutely. what life gives you. Yeah. Our tools. And, that's, and what's great is for you to talk about that because the minute you hear someone talking about that and be honest about that, then you go, oh, you know, I follow that. But look, you know, if you hang around and if you push through this, mm. the other, you'll get through the other side and you'll go, why the, why the hell did I want to do that? Why would I have missed out on all of this? You know, so mm. it's, you know, and I know it's more complicated than that, but it's it's important for us all to talk and talk honestly yeah. and openly. And I think that's, you know, that's why this this sort of stuff is, is great. And, yeah. you know, and it just needs to get to, to more people and... um. We do that one. We do that a person at a time. You do it a, a, a person at a time. You know, so you can yeah. Do. And books like yours create conversations, which is very, very, very so. important. And it's a really yeah, good read. So. It's really got me through the presidential election process. <laughs> <laughs> and whiskey. But, you know, mainly this. Um, and, and I want to ask you very quickly before you go, you've been brilliant with time. Thank you very, very much. I, I, Is this going to translate into a, a comedy, comedic performance on tour? Well, I was sudden, soon? weirdly, I hadn't thought about it. And my wife suddenly, when she read it, she said, you should do this as a show. And I haven't really been doing stand-up for a couple of years. Uh, but li I was just listening to the audio book of myself on my walk today <laughs> just to see how it turned out, just to see if I was all right. And I'm very self-critical. Uh, and I usually hate doing that. But I was actually, you know, I thought it worked really well as an audio book. And it's only two, you know, I think the actual book is probably in about two hours long when you read it out. So a show needs to be you know, an hour and a half. So I could, you know, I sort of started thinking, yeah, it might be something I could do. Oh, you should as a as a stage show once we're back. You know, whenever that will that will be the problems might be solved. Thirty six. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> so yeah, it might be my next show as well. Yeah, I think I might. I might do. No, it it'd be, a, be great. I'd love to come and see it in the future whenever sure. that happens. Thank you so much for your time today. No, that's my absolute pleasure. Thank you. Good luck You're with everything. Great. Yeah. Cheers, cheers mate. Take care. Change the face of men's health. For more information or to support Movember, head to movember.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.